What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, it's early Friday, early Friday, uh, September 8th, 2017. You guys are listening to episode 300, and is it 22? Oh my God, wait a minute, is it 320? Yes, you guys are listening to episode 322. Uh, how the heck is everybody doing? I hope everybody uh, is doing well in between shows. Um, I have a great show for you guys today. Some interesting stuff. Some interesting stuff that happened uh, uh, recently uh, that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, also, of course, uh, I want to talk about a movie or I should say a series that I've been watching. I want to do a little bit of NFL preview. Okay, get some picks going. Do a little preview of the NFL. Give you guys a couple of uh, couple of picks. Uh, also, um, we got, of course, my unacceptable, your guys unacceptable. A lot of stuff going on, man. These hurricanes coming uh, all over the damn place, and uh, it's really unfortunate for some people. So we'll talk about that. We will get to uh, a bunch of things today. So sit back and relax wherever. You are, whether you are in your car, where else are you, wherever you are, sitting back listening to TVE, I hope I can make your day uh, a little better. Actually, I hope I can make your day a lot better from uh, whatever it is that you are doing right now, because, you know, somewhere you need, somewhere, somehow you need relief, right? You need something. Why not a comedian ranting about things that uh, he's kind of half right about or he thinks he's right about but I might be wrong about everything or I'm a genius and I'm right about everything which I think I might be leaning to that but anyway guys hang out for a while and enjoy TVE episode 32 but first of course before I get into the podcast we have to shout out our sponsors the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by Chassis for Men everybody Chassis for Men is an amazing premium body powder that has a special hydro shield technology. So the uh, powder provides all day protection against sweat, chafing, and odor. Chassis contains no talc, aluminum, parabens, or menthol. The powder is a fine, ultra soft uh, powder. It goes a long way. One bottle will last you up to three or four months, even if you use it every day. I use the product, it is great uh, for your. Uh, for your down there, that's right, man care for down there, it is the ultimate man powder, you can buy your chassis uh, powder at www.chassisformen.com or amazon.com guys, uh, that is chassis, C-H-A-S-S-I-S, go get your bottle today, I have mine, they also have an amazing um, uh, primer, shower primer and, and also uh, lotion and it is just an amazing product that is exploding all over the place. And uh, I know you will love it. Also, City Living Dog, guys. Go to citylivingdog.com. Uh, Check out Coach Mike. He's an amazing dog trainer. Um, he's been helping uh, dogs for many, many years. And he's been helping uh, Verzi Effect uh, listeners' dogs. And he'll answer your questions and he'll help any way that he can. But he's a good guy. He's a family guy. He's a hard worker. And he's amazing with these dogs. He's going to be coming. Uh, we need another round. We need a couple more rounds of him. You hear that, Mike? I know I know you're trying to get down here too, but uh, it's been hectic. But now that things are kind of calmed down a little bit, you got to get down here. I love how I'm talking to one person on my podcast. There's people listening to this thing all over the world. And I'm like, Mike, do you hear what I'm saying? I need you to come here and fucking bring a muzzle this time, all right? Because the collar worked, now I need a muzzle or duct tape, something to calm this fucking animal down. Uh, but check out his amazing Facebook uh, Facebook Live videos. Check out his amazing YouTube channel and all that stuff uh, and see what he does with these dogs. And finally, guys, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcasts such as, guess what? Yours truly, The Verzi Effect, but much more. Burt Kaz, Burt Kreischer's, uh, Ari Shafir's, Bill Burr's. The, the list goes on and on. There's amazing podcasts on there, so check that out. Also, their record company, All Things Records, where I did my album. And uh, they're an amazing company. And everybody, um, I am happy to announce, well, I can't, you know, nothing is 
set in stone yet, but I could tell you this. They produced my special, and uh, we, you know, been sitting down, and me and, and my manager, everybody's just been looking at this thing, and uh, I got to tell you, um, you know, I don't want to jump the gun and knock on wood, but I think, uh, I think you guys are going to really like the final product. I'm the biggest critic of myself, and it's so hard to watch myself, like I said last time, but we're watching this thing, and um, you know, when you just, before any edits, it's just looking really good and, uh, we haven't even put it together yet. So I, uh, I'm really excited about that and announcements about all that stuff. Um, you know, when it's coming out and all, all that you guys will definitely hear. But as far as like the product, man, I'm excited for you guys to see it for all you people out there that have only heard my album, never really seen me do stand up and have been waiting for my uh, first special. I'm really, really excited for you guys to see it. And, um, you know, thank you for all the support and everybody reaching out saying that they're into seeing it. But, um, you know, when you do a special and people say, oh, it was, it was fucking great. It went great. And it was so funny. You're just like, ah, you know, whatever. We'll see. But I could tell you we're, we're, we're really kind of excited about, about it. And um, I hope you guys enjoy it. And I'll let you guys know more about it. But all things comedy. Um, I got to tip my cap to them cause they did an amazing job with helping me with everything. And me, of course, um, you know, you could have in your contract that, well, sometimes companies don't want you to, the, the artist to have editing rights, which is hilarious. But, um, luckily everybody that I'm working with is so amazing and they're letting me, uh, take part in every edit and all the editing and how I want it and what jokes I want in and what jokes I want out and all that stuff. And it's, it's been amazing. It's, it's obviously a lot of work and, and you have to do that, but that's, I was really involved in my album and, and this is, um, you know, this is the same thing. So, uh, we're working on it and thanks to those guys, it's been, the, the process has been amazing. And like I've always said about all things comedy, um, they're so artist friendly, which is the best. So check them out at allthingscomedy.com or follow them on Twitter at all things comedy guys uh now uh had a, a pretty interesting day um i've been having these issues with my uh my stomach or you know i always have a stomach issue you know I, i'm like uh i don't have like ibs or anything like that I don't, I don't think but like my stomach is just um i just you know it goes and it goes up and down who knows what the hell but i have to sometimes really watch what I eat or like, you know, I, I got to chill out with, with booze and everything. And I think what was happening was I was after the special, I was on vacation. I was, you know, probably eating bad, drinking bad and some shit was just not, you know, not feeling right. So, uh, anyway, long story short, went to the doctor and, uh, my doctor's the best. My doctor is the fucking best. He's the greatest doctor I've ever had. He's the most thorough. I shouldn't say that. My, when I was a little kid, my, my first doctor was great too. So, uh, but this guy is just, he's so thorough and like, he always goes with his gut and he's always like, you know, right, uh, knock on wood, but telling him about my stomach. I'm telling him about, you know, I'm telling him all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I tell him like private stuff because, um, <laughs> I had an issue, man. I had an issue with my, I was like pissing a lot and I was doing all this and he was like, oh, you're on vacation. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that, that happens certain times. And long story short, we're sitting there and I was like, yeah, I was just wondering like, you know, why my, you know, why my stomach is going like up and down like this. And it happened after I ate this, this seafood and we're just talking and he's like feeling around and he's doing everything. And you know, he's like, all right, man, drop your pants. I got to feel around here. I got to do that. He's feeling like my pelvis area and all that. And, he, you know, he lays down and he's like, all right. And we just start talking. And he's like, well, you know, this could be this. This could be that. He goes, now, to really be thorough, what I would like to do, I mean, I could give you a prostate exam where, you know, I put a finger up there in your butt. And uh, <laughs> I even think we, he said it like that because it's so funny. Like, and I know, like, it's the funny thing is, like, I know him. And like we joke around. My doctor is hilarious. I'll talk about like a certain hypocon like uh O C D thoughts and he'll be like, Yeah, I get that too. He's fucking hilarious. He's the best. He's my wife's doctor. He's the he is the best and his reputation 
in Westchester. I mean, he's like his reputation, like everybody, like when you say his name, they all know him. And he's just the best guy. Like he's got three kids. He's fucking awesome. One time we were in uh, Long Beach Island and I'm on a ride and I hear, hey, Verzi, Verzi. And I'm like, I'm on this ride, like whipping around in a circle. One of these rides that makes you want to puke and get dizzy with my son. I hear Verzi and I look and it's my fucking doctor. The guy's the best. So he goes, he goes, yeah, you know, I'll just feel the prostate. He's like, you know, you, you might've had a little, a little whatever issue with it. I could give you medicine if that's even the case. Uh, or it's up to you. You don't have to do it. So now I'm stuck with this thing where I'm like, all right, well, I mean, a good doctor that I know and trust just said, you know, his gut's telling me at least be thorough and, and, and make sure, you know, eliminate every possibility and I could do it right now. And then he gives me the option and I'm like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm laying there on the thing already, you know? So it's like, yeah, so I'm going to take a finger in the ass is what's going to happen. I, there's no, you know, so he goes, it's up to you. What do you want to do? And I was like, well, listen, if you say your gut's telling you that like, that's the one thing to really make this checkup thorough, you know, let's, let's lube this puppy up. Let's get some fingers in my ass. You know, I mean, I didn't say, I didn't say, that. I didn't say that to him. I was like, all right, doc, let's go. Let's fucking dim these lights. Let's finger this ass for a while. You know, I could use a good, no, I didn't say that. I was just like, but now I didn't know how it's going to happen. So I remember, like, I remember watching Impractical Jokers and they did it to one of the guys and he just bent over something. So now I'm thinking, am I going to stand bent over? With my doctor behind me, but no, my doctor's got class. So my doctor's like, um, my doctor goes, all right, so just lay on your side. So I started going on one side, like in almost like a fetal position. He goes, no, the other way. He goes, so go the other way and put your pants and, you know, your shorts down to your, uh, your, I love when they say that and and just drop your shorts. (laughs) So he's like, just lay on your side and put your, put, I can't believe I'm saying this shit on my podcast, but I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'm going to be honest. This shit happens to everybody. Um, but I'm not like 45 or 50 or anything like that. I'm not even in my forties. So he said it was like young, but he said a lot of times you could get like a prostate or something like that, where it just, you get like this quick little thing and it could cause something. So he just wanted to check and make sure. And if that was the case, give you medicine for seven to 10 days and then you're done. Whatever. I just wanted to just make sure. And since he said that, so I'm laying there and I put my shorts down to my thing and he goes, but don't worry, it's not going to hurt that much. You know, we're going to, it's going to be lubed up and everything. So I'm laying there and I'm expecting, I'm expecting to feel like, like literally like some, like fingers, like long shit going in my ass, you know? And I got to tell you, that wasn't the case. I don't know what the fuck it was or what he did. Cause my head was the other way and I was just laying there. But it just felt like cold cream, you know, on my butt. And uh, and then he was like, all right, I'm three quarters of the way up. I'm feeling it, this and that, almost done, this and that. And and then it was done. And it didn't feel, it didn't feel, I mean, I, I'm imagining he just lubed it up and did it quick. It took like maybe eight seconds, but, um, and then everything was fine. So... You know, it's a weird morning. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you wake up, you go to a doctor, you get a checkup. You know, you don't expect that you're going to get, like, you know, a prostate exam, you figure you go prepared. You know, that's something you lose a little sleep the night before. You're like, fuck, what if it tickles? You know, I don't know if this is going to fucking hurt. If this is going <laughs> to, you know, who knows? You don't know. You just don't, fu- you just don't know what a prostate exam is going to be. And like the day before something like that, you talk to people, they tell you, they prepare you, you wake up knowing, you wake up knowing. Me, you know, I had a super, super early appointment. I'm surprised, like usually you hear offices open at like, you know, not 9, 30, 9 o'clock. I was there early and um, yeah, I was... You know what's funny about this shit? When you go to a doctor, and I know it sounds like, I was actually like in the bathroom getting ready this morning, and I'm like, I was like, am I getting fucking like spruced up for this guy? That was the funniest part. I'm like, you know, you go to a doctor, you don't want your doctor thinking you're some dirty piece of shit. So you just, you know, but like, I was like, I noticed I was like overdoing it. Like I was going on a date and shit. So uh, shit, I guess it worked out. (laughs) I guess it worked out. You know, I, yeah, I got my fucking, I have my gold chain on. I, I was ready to go. I got a finger in my ass. It was the only thing I didn't get was a dinner. So, uh, there you have it. That was my, uh, that was my morning. 
And I figure I'd share that with you guys. I know some of you people are probably like, what the fuck is this guy telling that for on the show? Uh, you know, it's an honest podcast, guys. I don't know what you want me to tell you. It's an honest podcast. All right? I'm living with it right now, and I'm talking to you. You're going to live with it, too. If you listen to my show, I took a finger in my ass today. And I got to tell you, it was not that bad. It was, it was not that bad. It's just going to be weird now. The next time it happens, I'm going to be so comfortable with it that it's going to, like, freak the doctor out. When he's like, all right, we're going to have to give you another one of those. I'm like, yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, let's do this. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there you have it. I had another uh, grown man touch my uh, my penis, my testes. I'll tell you what, though. You know what he noticed about the testes? He's probably like, man, those are some pristine nuts. What are you using, chassis? Yes, I am, doctor. Yes, I am. M. So that was that. Um, what else do we have here? That's a good way to start the show. I've never even talked about like like doctors' offices like that because um, you know it's just weird when like you're uh, standing there. You know what? I'm going to talk about this too. I mentioned this on stage once. My mom took me to a pediatrician. And I guess this is not, and I had an issue with it, and now I'm older and I'm more mature, but I didn't have an issue with it because of the guy's sexual orientation. I had an issue with it just because, like, I, I, I didn't know what to feel when I was a young kid. I was young. I was like, there and was only like one stint with this guy, but apparently, I forgot what happened. I had to get a physical, and one doctor didn't work out. My mom goes, oh, there's another doctor. He's a really nice guy. And uh, you're going to go get a physical with this guy this year because of this. And I have friends that go to him and they say he's amazing and he's great. And I don't know. I was young. But like not super. I was like in my, I would say early teens. Early teens. You know, and I'm an immature kid at the time. And it's early teens. It's the 90s and shit. Things were different. And um, my mom goes, oh, and the, and, the, and the doctor is homosexual. And I still was fine with it. I was like, that's fine. You know, I got no problem with that, but then I realized like that when I went there, you know, he had like a bow tie on and he was into flowers and shit, which is still fine. And I was always an accepting person. I accept everybody. I never discriminate against, against anybody. But then I'm like, wait a minute, like this guy's going to like touch my dick. And you know, maybe that was the immature part of me. But then afterwards I said to my mom, I was like, now thinking about that, I'm trying to think it doesn't matter because a guy is just a professional. I guess it would be like a woman uh, doctor, you know, seeing, you know, it would be my wife going to a woman doctor who likes, no, actually it wouldn't. It would, no, actually, no, I'm right. I'm right about that. I was going to say it would be like a woman doctor seeing my wife. No, it wouldn't be like that. It would be like a lesbian doctor looking at my wife's vagina. And, um, I don't know. Like, I just still, I'm just kind of like, I wonder, but I was young. So I was a kid. So it would kind of be weird. So I guess since it's kids, it wouldn't be weird. But here, I guess here's what I'm saying. Let's say your primary doctor's a gay man, and he's you know he's clearly into he's clearly into dick, and you got a hog, you know, you got a big dick, and he says drop your drawers, and your <laughs> your dick is just sitting there. There's gotta be human nature. There's gotta <laughs> be fucked up if you turned around and you just saw the guy lick his lips. <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, yeah. So whatever. I don't know what. To, whatever, guys. This this got off to a weird start. We're talking doctors. I'm having fun. That one made me laugh. That would be fucking so funny if somebody pulled a prank on somebody like that. Where you're like, yeah, dude, the doctor is amazing. The doctor, you guys, this guy is like everyone talks about this guy, and then you had him go in there. And like, he's, yeah, can you drop your guys like to do a little, you know, testicle exam? Make sure, you know, you know, no lumps or anything. And then he just starts feeling around and he seems to go, mmm. <laughs> just have a camera on the guy, have a camera on the guy's face. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. Oh God. What the hell? What can you do but laugh, everybody? Let's see here. I just, I still don't understand how somebody's, I still don't understand how somebody's bothered with somebody's sexual orientation or somebody's like being transsexual and caring. 
what I really can't fucking figure out. I can't for the life of me. And I'm not even trying to be, I'm not even trying to be, um, you know, political at all. Cause I'm not, you know, you guys know, I don't like to do that. And I'm a very centrist type of person, but, uh, I swear to God, I, it's beyond me that in 2017, there are still clan rallies and white supremacist rallies. I mean, it, it was always going on. When I was growing up in uh, grade school, like they said that there was a place in upstate New York that that had meetings and like this this has definitely been been going on. But uh, just the fact that like it's 2017 and there are people who are putting on hoods and grand wizards and doing all that shit like just to, because they want to be a superior race over other people like the fact that that's going on and people just can't live and let live and mind their own business is is it's so ridiculous to me you know i don't care if a guy was a guy and then want is comfortable in his skin as a woman cuz that's what he felt his whole life who the fuck am i and i just don't understand that like it's the same, it's like it's so weird and the only reason i'm bringing this up is because when i was saying the thing about the doctor it's like uh yeah, I was I was not bothered by the fact that the guy was gay at all. He was a very nice man and he was a good doctor. But hindsight, I was just like, maybe it's the comedian in me. Go, wait, my dick was hanging in front of this guy. And I was like, is that a, you know, is that a conflict of interest? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, my unacceptable. What I want to do is uh, I wanted to talk about these hurricanes going on. All right. And, um, it's very, very sad. It's awful. Um, now not only Irma, I guess, but now there's a Jose, you know, there's, there's been three or four, um, hurricane, like there was a small one, I guess it's a lot. I get it. But here's my unacceptable real quick. My unacceptable is that people are, are going you know, it's just amazing to me that the right side of politics is is some of the right side, I should say. The extreme, extreme right. Like uh, some people are saying it's God and it's God doing it and it's God saying this and this is like a message. And then the other people, the far, far left are saying, I'm telling you, this is the beginning of the end. This is what climate change does. Let me tell you guys something, okay? In 2002... I sailed with with my brother and my father. Uh, we sailed, and my and my stepmother. We sailed from New York City. I'm sorry. We flew to Venice, Italy, and then we sailed back on a cruise to New York. It was a 15 night cruise. It was fucking incredible. We went to Portugal. We went to all of my favorite spots um, in Italy. I've been twice and I have my favorite spots and the ports with this unbelievable ship, which you know, it had to be unbelievable if it's going to go 15 nights. And if it's going to go, you know, transatlantic four straight days at sea with nothing but the horizon for four days. I mean, you're in the middle of the ocean with nothing around. I mean, it was wild. And it was like a hotel, the floating hotel, casino, restaurants, movie theater. It was more than a hotel. It was like a mall. It was like a mall floating. That's what it was like. And it was amazing, but it was hurricane season. And that's exactly what it was, guys. It was fucking hurricane season. And you want to know what? On our way back, same time it happens, guys. It happens. End of August into beginning of October, whatever, is hurricane season. And during that trip, we hit two tail end, the tail end of two hurricanes, and it was fucked up. There were 18-foot waves smacking against the ship. A window blew out. People were sick. I, I love telling the story of my dad who loves to love my dad loves to dine out and my dad loves to dress up. My dad loves being in a suit. My dad's got that old school Italian he wants to be in a suit, watches, jewelry, like just to the nines. And all of these people are fucking throwing up. And I mean, you heard people running, go, like people like my brother was so dark tan, because my brother gets black, black tan. You know, like I got the Mediterranean skin because I'm Sicilian and Greek. My brother Christian has got it so much more, like, he has it, like, um, my mom had it, my mom used to get super dark, but she's on medicine now, which changed her skin tone and everything, um, but my brother gets black, and he was black on this trip, right, and he, he got pale white 
from motion sickness and was just laying down. And you heard people like, and, and running. And all their trays were by their doors. Nobody ate. Not my dad. We go into the dining room. It's half empty. My dad's just standing there, full-fledged, black tuxedo, big smile, could care less, and just thought it was better because the service was better because nobody was in there. He he was not even phased by it. Anyway, I digress. The point of what I'm saying, guys, is my unacceptable for the week is everybody making making a a natural disaster uh, a, a hurricane, a storm. Now listen, they're bad. I get it. They're bad. Hurricane Andrew, Hurricane Sandy. But look at the times of all of those. Okay? They're seasons, guys. It's fucking hurricane season. I was on a sh- in the ocean during hurricane season. This is what it is. And you know what they said? Yeah, a lot of hurricanes on the ocean. It's hurricane season. This shit happens. And all of these people trying to make this shit political, it's so fucking uninformed. It's so dumb. It's it, And it's all people who, if you ask them, there's no fucking science behind what they're saying. There's no real thing behind their saying except like a hunch or what they read or what they heard and what's in front of them. Or It's ridiculous. To say that the storms are God telling you something or to say that the... That, you know, this is definitely because the earth is changing and all that. It's always been changing, I feel like. And I feel like that's not fair to say when people are losing all their shit to just tell them that. How about fucking figuring out how to get them shelter and get through the storm and then worry about what the fuck happened? You, you don't, you, it always happens like during it. These people are fucking sitting there losing everything. I love watching the black dudes take pictures, though, of the ski, like the jet skis and shit. I was saying on stage last night while I half bombed because I have no material that like the <laughs> black dudes have the most fun where they're like losing everything. But they're like, yeah, look at me. I'm on a jet ski in my living room. And so I was talking about that. But anyway, what I'm saying is um, and it sucks. You know, I have family down in Florida that I'm worried about. Um, I have family, in, you know, in, in Jersey for, for Sandy, too. It's just something that you worry about. But I can't sit here and go online and. And listen to somebody tell me that this is because of God doing this and to wake us up or that this is the earth telling us. If it wasn't fucking hurricane season, all right, here's when I'm going to worry. When there's a fucking snowstorm August 15th, that's when I'm going to worry and be like, shit's a little fucked up right now. All right. I'm not saying shit's not happening. I think the climate definitely is changing. There's no doubt about it. But I think I, I, I'm, I'm talking about these, these storms. It's just ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous and people, but you know what it is? You fucking people, most people have nothing to, not my listeners, of course, when I say you people, (laughs) but these people have nothing better to do because they're not fucking happy. That's what it is. They're not happy. They go around, they go to their stupid fucking office every day. They do the same fucking routine every day. They're not happy. So what they do is they sit there, they drink their drinks, they go to dinner, and they talk amongst their friends who have the same fucking beliefs as them. And I know, right? It's bad. I know, right? It's bad. Oh, those people are dumb. Look at these storms. Look at these storms. It's like, shut the fuck up. Um, anyways... What else do we have here? Okay, let's go to your guys' unacceptables. Here we go. This is from uh, White Trash Moving Day from Orion. I have so many Ryans on this show. All right, where is it here? Did I just lose? Okay. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) Hey, Paul, I'm a painter in Cleveland, Ohio. I came across this box while painting a white trash girl's condo. Uh, like let her eloquent way of labeling the box speak for itself. Uh, keep up the great work. Um, hope to see you next time you're in Cleveland. Thank you, Ryan. I love Cleveland. I love that room. Uh, here we go. The picture is a white box of somebody packing up their stuff and it says plates and shit, cups and shit, tubbyware. <laughs> oh, wow. And she spelled shit wrong. Jesus. She didn't spell shit, the word shit wrong. She spelled other shit wrong. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, and that's Lloydie screaming outside. Uh, what else do we have? All right, another Ryan. I'm not even kidding. That's back to back. Now there's another Ryan. Uh, Dr. STD, unacceptable. All right. Okay, and Ryan number six or whatever has got one. All right, here we go. Dr. STD unacceptable. Uh, I had hooked up with a girl for one night about a week 
later, I ended up with some weird irritation down there. Paul, I'm a huge warrior. Uh, well, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna be herpes. My life is over. That's the only uh, possibility here. I was mortified that I had herpes because that's the uh, one of the only STDs that never goes away. Symptoms come and go, but it's a virus that stays with you for life. You have to tell everyone you hook up with, and uh, nobody's going to want to fuck you. <laughs> Pretty damn terrifying for somebody in their 20s. Uh, I guess so. That is a tough one. You know, the clap, you take a pill, I think. I got a, a buddy who got the clap, like, I think he got it twice. And he said he just took a pill. Um, I have been fortunate enough, everybody, and I will say this on the Verzi effect. I... I uh, have never gotten a sexual, sexually transmitted disease. Thank God. Uh, here's where the unacceptable comes in. I get to the doctor's office and the lady at the desk hands me an envelope and says, have a nice day. I asked her if the uh, doc could go over the results with me and it ended up being a nurse uh, that did uh, that did this with me. At this point, the anxiety was unreal. I can't even describe it. It was like the fate of my life was in this envelope. So she opens the envelope, takes out the paper, and Paul, I shit you not, the first words out of her mouth were, you're positive for herpes. Uh, I almost collapsed and died right there. I felt like my heart was going to stop. Long story short, I had tested positive for uh HSV-1, which is 50% of the population has. Uh, if you've ever had a cold, uh, a cold for, oh, you meant sore. You put four. If you ever had a cold sore on your mouth, you have uh, HSV-1. HSV-2 is the one you don't want uh, genital herpes. Uh, I didn't know any of this shit at the time, and neither... Did this uneducated dumb bitch. All she said was you have herpes. In my opinion that's fucking ridiculous. You should know your shit. And not make somebody uh, have to google it. To find out uh, they don't have a life changing disease. Lock this twat in medical school. And don't let her leave campus. Until she becomes a certified STD expert. Wow. Um, so you got the good ones. You got the the. Remember in, uh, what was it? What was the Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Beverly Hills Cop? He goes, herpes simplex tan. <laughs> so you got the good one. You got the one. Yeah, man, that's rough, dude. So now what does that mean? You just get a sore every once in a while in your mouth? or it's, I, I don't know what that means, but um, hey, at least you don't have genital herpes. I mean, I guess that's the, I guess that's the silver lining if there, if there was ever one. Um, thank you for the submission. Here we go. This one is from Jack. Uh, imagine it was another Ryan. It was just like, it's Ryan Day on the show. Only write in if you're a Ryan. No, we got Jack here. And Jack's unacceptable is Hurricane Evac unacceptable uh, slash acceptable. Hey, Paul, greetings from Florida. Uh, greetings from the Florida Turnpike, which currently is the world's largest parking lot. I got an unacceptable for you as I've been sitting through this horrific traffic uh, that I need to get out. Sam's Club. Tuesday, I had to run in for a couple of things. The parking lot is completely jammed except for six spaces in the back where there are roughly 300 shopping carts. Seriously, I probably uh, burnt half a tank of gas looking for a spot, which meant I had to spend an hour that I didn't need gassing up. Acceptable. Remembering to grab your chassis on the way out the door. My house may be swamped on Sunday, but at least my balls won't be. <laughs> there you go, Jack. Chassisformen.com. Amazon. Get it, everybody. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work, Jack. Well, thank you so much, Jack, and uh, stay safe down there. Like I said, I got family down there, and it's like just seeing the uh, trajectory of this storm. Like It looks like the eye of the storm is is headed right down uh, down Broadway of, uh, of Florida. You know, it looks like it's headed right up the middle. And, 
Yeah, man, it's just you don't know. Like, I heard today that it got knocked from a Category 5 to a Category 4, I heard on the news, which is is good. I'd, I'd love it to drop down a little more, but it's still, when you're talking about wins like that, somebody was saying, a Floridian was saying that it's a must to keep your doors closed during the entire storm because if the door opens and the gust of wind goes in, it's so powerful that it blows your windows out from the inside, which is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, the force of nature that that is, is just absolutely insane. But um, yeah, I heard down there that uh, that the, the freeway, the highways and everything are just, I heard it's just absolutely jam-packed. And another shitty thing, here's an unacceptable for you guys. You want to do an unacceptable? Here's another one of mine. Um, you know, other than these lunatics saying what that they know what it is. Here's what it, here's mine. The, the unacceptable is that the airlines, the airlines, I mean, other than JetBlue, the airlines are just up in their prices to hold, you know, to hold these people prisoner. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, that that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, you want to get out of Florida? Well, not unless you got 500 to 1,000 a ticket just because they know it's coming. That's ridiculous. And good for, you know what? Good on JetBlue. Unacceptable is the other airlines. Acceptable is JetBlue. JetBlue trying to keep prices down. You know, maybe they got sold out, fine, but at least they did the right thing and they wanted to help people. And you know what? That goes a long way. And that's a company that I would, you know, use more. That's an airline that I would use more because of that. Because to take advantage of these people, and I know some of you people go, oh, that's just business. Nah, that's that shitty. That's shitty. You know, it's like you're going to refund somebody when it gets canceled because of a normal storm. But when a hurricane is coming, all right, and these people might lose everything. These people may not have a house to go back to. You know what I mean? I think that's a really shitty thing to do. And, um, you know, business smizzness. I think it sucks. So uh, shame on those people for sure. I think that um, JetBlue should be commended for that. See, that's not out enough in the freaking news. That's what they should do. I didn't see it in the news. That's what they should talk about. It's about that. Could you imagine somebody that's about to get their freaking roof ripped off, you know, about to get flooded out, and they're just trying to get out there so them and whoever they love that are there could be safe and go to a relative or fly to another state, go to a hotel, do something like that, and it's just going to cost them, oh, yeah, thousands more, thousands more. It's like, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, that's another, that's actually, that should have been, that's my unacceptable for the week. The hell with everything else. That's right. The hell with everything else, everybody. I'm in a goofy mood, guys. I'm in one of those goofy moods. I don't know. It might be the finger. It might be the finger in the ass. It does something to you. You know, just, just like free flowing now. I feel, <laughs> I tell you, catch a finger in the ass. If, if you, if, when in doubt. When in doubt, catch a finger in the ass. Oh my God, I think my little girl's here. Can't ever say that. My my daddy was saying some things. Let's see. Uh, all right, is that? What else do we got here? Was that it? Oh, I'm all over the map here with these emails, and I don't. I'm gonna just look at Twitter now. We're gonna keep it to that because we're almost at 40 minutes. We'll keep it to that. Guys, thank you so much for your submissions. Not going to go super long on this one. So please send your unacceptables. And where are you first time uh, Where are you first time submitters? Come on, guys. Send them in. If you haven't sent one in, you know who you are. Send one in. I love to read them out. And uh, thanks to all of the, the first time people. There was like a few weeks in a row there where it was like, hey, I've been listening so long. Didn't know if my unacceptable was funny enough. Here it is. Of course it is. It's great. Send it in. Don't worry about it. You're a loyal listener. I'm sure it's... Listen, I'm not going to read it if it's not funny. So just send it in and you will be fine. Um, Okay, that's that. Let's see what else do we have here. I have court. I have some legal issues because the last time I was in Saratoga, New York, this cop got a little funny with me. He was actually not bad, but... He got me in a speed trap, but then there was another violation. I got two violations because when I bought my new car from Lexus, they they said that they didn't redo the stickers. They didn't redo the registration, and I thought that they did. So when I got pulled over, the cop comes back after I was speeding. He goes, oh, you got another problem, and they were going to take my car. And I had to, like, get it registered, he said, by the time he got back to the car online, which I did. 
by like 10 seconds, if that. He actually waited for a second. It was brutal. Anyway, I got to go and talk to these people and try to get this thing knocked down. And uh, I thought it was today. I mean, I thought it was tomorrow. Turns out it's today. So I had to change a gig. I had to lose a gig, get another gig. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I could have done something and I just, it was too much going on. After the special and then the vacation and coming back and everything. And I was not, I didn't have my, uh, I wasn't good with the schedule, everybody. That's why I need an assistant. Shout out to Crystal Stark for being such an organized manager that sometimes she feels like an assistant. Um, all right, let me let me go to, uh, what else are we going to talk about here today? What else are we going to talk about? Aaron Judge is coming back a little bit, everybody. But we got some football picks. So let's talk about some NFL football. Let's talk about some fun stuff. All right, we're 40 minutes in. Got at least another 20. Uh, oh, and I got to talk about a show that I've been watching. That's what I'm going to talk about too, okay? We were sitting down the other day after doing a podcast. By the way, I am not kidding you when I tell you. Sunday or Monday uh, is Sunday or Monday is the uh, we did a podcast with uh, Bobby Kelly and it was um, so fun. We had such a great time, so funny telling stories and everything. And then we went out to um, we went out to smoke a cigar. We went to the Soho Cigar Lounge down in uh, Soho and and we're talking. And Giannis is telling me. Do you watch Game of Thrones? You got to watch Game I can't believe you haven't watched Game of Thrones. Listen, guys, I don't have 70 hours to catch up on Game of Thrones. I don't. I want to, but it's the same thing with Breaking Bad. I went to go watch Breaking Bad, and they're like, all right, yeah. You know, fucking, you know, 10 seasons, 16 episodes a season. Like, I don't have time. That's the thing. I can't get invested in that because I don't stop. When I like something, I don't stop. I rushed home from New York City last night to watch another episode of Narcos 3, which I have to talk to you guys about. But as far as all of these shows, it's like if you don't catch up and I just don't have the schedule to do it, I don't. You know, especially, and and that's the thing, like especially the last two years because the last two years was when I was working on the material to get the special and especially the last year and a half and apparently the last year and a half is when, you know, Game of Thrones has been like the most, everyone's saying the most ridiculous show ever. And I'm on freaking airplanes and in hotels and with two kids. I can't do it. And now there's 70 hours to watch. And even if I said, oh, great, there's not even that many rainy days. If I was in Florida and I had a hurricane and I had all my shit charged, you still wouldn't be able to. I mean, I can't, 70 episodes is crazy. You can't, you can't do it. And I can't invest the time now. So what I do is I like the shows. I mean, who knows? Maybe one time. In my life, I'll have, you know, we'll go on vacation, we'll bang out like five a night. I don't know. If that ever happens, great. Speaking of vacation, I cannot wait to go to Hawaii next month with my wife going to Hawaii. If you say things, people, and you believe things, they will be. You have to obviously have to work for it, but they will be. I'm a firm believer in that. Four years before I dated my wife, before I dated my wife. I told her I'd marry her. Four years before I dated her, she was in a relationship, as was I, and I said, I'm going to marry you someday. We were dead serious. I didn't care what anybody thought when I said that. I didn't care if they thought I was crazy or not. Uh, And I did. That's some Tony Montana shit right there, too. Here's another one for you. I think I mentioned this. On our honeymoon... I was in an elevator and we were talking to another couple and I said, uh, well, we'll probably go. I wanted to go to Hawaii, but we'll go to Hawaii for our 10 year. And sure enough, that's what we're doing. It, uh, it's, it's funny how things work out. Put it out there and don't be scared. All right, here we go. Um, Narcos season three. I did not know what to expect when I was watching Narcos season three or when it even came out, because Pablo Escobar got found and killed in the last episode of season two, and the whole thing was basically the hunt for Escobar, his story, his side, you know, the uh, the legal side, everybody, the chase, the the relocating, all of those things, and now um, it's season three, 
And what season three is about is when Pablo Escobar uh, finally got, um, you know, caught and ultimately killed, they, the, the Cali cartel, because there were other, obviously, uh, drug cartels uh, in Colombia, and the Cali cartel became the biggest in the world. And this is like trying, like this is the aftermath of Pablo Escobar and the rise of the Cali cartel, or now that Pablo Escobar was out of their way, they're going, you know, huge. And now the the chase for them, this, you know, so it's so interesting. It's, um, I'm just locked into it, man. I am locked into it. I'm so happy that I have like people like, I'm so jealous that you get to see it, but it's awesome. I mean, it's subtitles and all that, but it's so good. Anytime subtitles, you don't even think about, it's just so good. Like you don't even think about it. You just watch and it's just amazing. And, um, I have, I think I'm like halfway through that. I'm already halfway through that. So, um, yeah, it's going to suck when that's over because that's going to be over soon. And then, you know, and then, but I also started Ozark. And my wife and I are doing the Ozark together. So I told her because we saw the first one and she's like, are you going to watch another one without me? And I'm like, no, because I knew she didn't want me to. So Ozark is gonna, is nuts. We saw the first one. That's with Jason Bateman as the financial guy. That's awesome. Uh, everyone was telling us that we got to see that. So, uh, she watched the first one with me and we're going to finish that one, but I'm doing narcos on my own. Plus my wife doesn't want to see narc. Like my wife is not, wouldn't be into just like the drug Lords and all that stuff. And like, I mean, she would a little bit, but this is like, this is just like a long ass Goodfellas <laughs> or a Godfather with, uh, with subtitles. And, uh, so yeah, so that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Movies. Did I see a movie? Let me see. No, everyone's talking about this movie, It. I don't know. It got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm intrigued by it. Um, I'm going to see it. But I just feel like... I don't know. I feel like... I feel like... Listen, I can't judge it. Maybe it's incredible, but it just has that same... It's one of those, like, hyped up, hyped up. And like, oh, that was good. I, I guess I could have waited, waited for the release. So, uh, that's it. Let me see here. Yes, so Narcos, Ozark, I'm in the midst of. But I'm just really pissed off that I've never seen The Wire, Breaking Bad, or Game of Thrones, and everybody's telling me how great all three of them are, and that I have to, and I'm pissed that there's so much to watch. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, NFL picks, guys. Let's do some NFL picks. 47 minutes in. I hope you guys are having as much fun as I am. All right, let's do some NFL picks. I'll just give you guys a couple just to have fun. We don't have to. I mean, these are not. I told you, I think the Giants are going to, you know, Giants are going to be really good. How about the New England Patriots getting it handed to them by the Chiefs last night? 42-27 to in New England coming back from that Super Bowl. Winning that Super Bowl and having opening night the Thursday at your place and the Kansas City Chiefs come in and beat your ass. Tom Brady saying they didn't play with any urgency. The blank stare on Belichick. I I do not hate the Patriots. I don't. As a Giants fan, I don't know if it's because we won in the Super Bowls, but I just don't hate them. I like Brady. I just kind of like the way they run their business. I do. But it wouldn't be bad to see them go through a little, you know, and see how they bounce back to it. Because you know they'll still make the playoffs and still make it interesting. All right, let's see here. Um, I think, here, I'll give you, here are my, I'm going to only do this a little bit, just to kind of play around and see. But I'll give you guys three games that I like that I think are going to happen week one, which I have no idea about because week one teams, you don't know what's going to happen. But I think I like the Steelers are going to be in my elimination pool. I'm in one of those elimination pool things where you pick one game a week for the big pot, and when you lose, you're out, and then you just do that. So I'm going to have Steelers for that one. Um, I'm torn with this Giants game, but I think the, Gi- the Giants are four-point underdogs on Sunday night football, 8.30, NBC. They are four-point underdogs to the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Who have everybody playing, I guess, because Ezekiel Elliott's suspension was appealed. So he's not going to miss those games. 
You know, that's what happens. You could, you know, you could beat a woman up and then after you beat her up, just fucking plead your case and you still get to play. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to act like I know what the guy did. And I'm, 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 but I mean, you know, maybe that's me being a Giants fan and that's really not fair what I just did, but it is bullshit. It is, it is bullshit. You can't, it's like, you know, you hit a woman, you got to suffer the consequences and there should be no appeal. That's what I, you just can't hit a woman. You just can't hit a woman. You know, curse at her. Yell at her. You know, but don't hit her. <laughs> Yell at her. <laughs> All right, Steelers, Giants. I'm going to take the Giants. No, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to take the Browns getting nine points. Let's do it with the spread. If I do it with the spread, I'm going to take the Steelers as the win for my eliminating pool. But if I'm going to take the game, I'm going to take the Browns getting nine points at home for their opener. Browns getting nine. Giants getting four. And I don't know. What else should I pick? Let's see. I'll look at the schedule. Um, Dolphins game was postponed because of the weather. I'll take I'll take the Raiders over the Titans. How about that? So I got Raiders, Giants, I guess Raiders to cover. Raiders, Giants, Browns. Taking the points this week. And usually I love a favorite, guys. But my Giants will I'm going to tell you what the Giants are going to do. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what the Giants are going to do this year. You want to know? Here it is, guys. I know I lost some of you people because you don't care about sports and you just want to hear me talk about things in the world. But let me just do this because it's, you know, it's this is the eve of, this is it, man. This is the weekend. This is the, the, the it's back. All right. Preview, preview. Okay, where's the, where's the Giants schedule on? Come on. What the fuck? Oh, no, they're doing all of these games. I want to see the Giants' schedule here is what I want to see. All right, Giants' schedule. Here we go. All right, so here's the schedule the Giants have for 2017, opening up with the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. The week after, the Lions come to Giants Stadium. I like the Giants in that game. I like the Giants to be 2-0. September 24th, they're at the Eagles. I like the Giants in that game. They'll be 3-0. October 1st, they play at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They might lose a heartbreaker in that one. Could be wrong. Then they got the Chargers. I like them. I like them against... All right, I think they're going to have a hard time against the Chiefs. I think they're going to have a hard time maybe against the Raiders. They'll lose one to the Cowboys. They'll lose one to the Redskins. They'll lose one to the Eagles. So that's four losses right there. They might lose to the Chiefs. That's five. And then they might lose to the Broncos or the Seahawks. So... I'm going to say the Giants are going to lose the most six, the least four. So, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I guess they're going to be an 11 and five. I think they're going to be an 11 and five team again. I think they're going to be an 11 and five team again. They're going to make the playoffs. So, there you have it. That's my pick. We will revisit this next year because uh, last year I was within a game. I said that they were going to be. What did I say that they were going to be? I said that they were going to be 10 and I think they said that they were going to be 10 and 6 and they were 11 and 5. So those are my picks. What's going on? What's going on with the Knicks? Looks like Carmelo Anthony might be going to Houston. Who knows? Still not a done deal. Uh, Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. Every game is a playoff game, which has been amazing. That series against the Red Sox, which me and Bill Burr had $50 a game. Yankees won three out of the four. Just beat Baltimore, two out of three in Baltimore. Uh, Aaron Judge got his 39th home run, one away from 40. I know he's having a slow second half, but it's still nice to watch that dude. Um, 
And I'm excited about the Yankees. I'm excited about the Giants. And I'm disappointed about the Knicks. So this is a pretty much status quo year, everybody. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, I got on stage last night and I do not have a lot of material because everything is gone and it's really hard to bomb. Here's one thing that I wanted to talk about with, with this. It's hard to bomb or it's hard to watch people see you and a lot of times know you or know of you because you know, by no stretch am I trying to say I'm this big famous, you know, comedian. I'm not trying to say that, but you know, now people, especially if you like know comedy, you know, stand up like they know me or they heard of me and stuff. And I'm really excited for people to see the special. But you know, I was talking to some people, Bill actually Burr, and I was talking to some of my friends who, after you put out an album or something, you have nothing. And the hardest part about it is seeing somebody in the audience's face looking at you, going. I know you're funny. I heard of you. Let's go. And you're like, I got to build this new hour. Like, give me a month, you know, give me two months. But there is a span. There is that three-month span where you're kind of going up cold. And it's it's fun. And it's why we do it. It's part of the growth. You know, it's part of the, the process of creating. But sometimes you just feel like a Ferrari that could go only 60. And you're like, no, trust me, trust me, I can. You just have to let me work this out. And it's not long. And listen, I find ways to have fun and still, you know, I'm very hard on myself, you know. So if what people think is funny and a decent job or a good job even, it's not really good enough, you know, sometimes. And um, I'm just, I was doing some stuff and I was talking to some people and like I just, I'm trying to develop these new jokes. And um, it's it's def- definitely a process, so... It's, uh, I guess that's the best way to look at it. You feel like a car that could go fast, but you just can't right now because you just don't, you can't. You're like, no, give me a second. Um, but we're working on that, and and uh, I got a couple of new ideas and some funny stuff that I'm working on, and um, that's it. So as far as plugs, where the hell am I? Where am I going, everybody? Uh, oh, so I'm, I can't eat. I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. So we'll finish up with this. I got a finger in my butt today. I'm lactose intolerant and I got to stop drinking booze. So that being said, uh, I guess it's a good thing for my stomach. And, uh, you know, <laughs> got just getting over this uh, prostate exam. Uh, if you guys have any funny prostate exam stories, please send them to... Uh, you know, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail, along with your unacceptable. Don't write me a book. Just tell me something funny if, if something's funny is happening. Oh, also you're getting another Patreon, and I did a Patreon video of me in a pet store shopping for my dog. You can see the video of that. That one's going to be out with another uh, interview. And uh, that's it. So thank you guys for subscribing to the Patreon. I know everybody that did subscribe to Patreon, you have a digital poster that I'm going to send you guys, just like a digital unac- uh, unacceptable TVE uh, poster uh, digitally, so you could put that up on your, if you're that big of a fan, you could have it there. Um, I want to shout out to everybody who's listening right now in New Zealand, in Croatia, all the soldiers, that's right, all of you soldiers out there, I know you're listening. And I know the squadron, the animals, is out there somewhere in Hungary or Germany or wherever they are listening to the Verzi Effect. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to the animals. Shout out to uh, John Baxley. Uh, all of the all of the patriots. The patriots. Uh, I believe Josh. Uh, all of these guys that uh, fight for our country, uh, fight to defend our freedom, and listen to my nonsense. Uh, you know how I feel about you guys, and uh, just everybody abroad too. Uh, the uh, where where else? The uh, can't forget can't forget London. Bunch of people out there in London. Uh, looks like London and Ireland are going to be something going on. London and Ireland should be going on next year. Looks like I should be going out there. Maybe Scotland performing out there too. So next year should be. My uh, European tour debut is what I want to do. And uh, if I do it, I will vow, this is what I'm going to do. I will, I learned this uh, from a good friend of mine named uh, William F. Burr, 
who told me, you go out there, you give the people the, the, the album for free. So that's what I'm going to do. Because you guys are listening and you do all that. So I'm going to come out there. I'll give you the first album for free. And hopefully at that time you have already would have saw my special. Uh, okay. So uh, that's what I'm trying to do. We're trying to go to London, Ireland, and Scotland next year to perform. Putting a little tour together. So uh, I hope you fuckers come out there. And uh, we will have a good time for sure. But do not give me too much whiskey at the bar after the show. Because my doctor told me it's not good for my stomach. I cannot have cheese. Can you believe that? I'm Italian and Greek. I can't have cheese for a while. No feta, no sharp provolone, no spicy gouda. I can't have that shit. I can't have spicy shit. I can't have peppers right now. I can't do Mexican. Everything in my stomach needs to calm down. My stomach was just like a big fire scene. Fire trucks coming, black smoke coming out, everything. And just the fire trucks and everything. And I just have to sit now and just let the water hit the fire and calm down for a while. It does not help when you have a fire in your stomach and you're throwing down sharp provolone. And you're throwing down uh, Johnny Walker Blue. Which my little brother came over a couple of nights ago. Because he's composing some music for um, my special. And uh, he's doing a fantastic job. But we're putting this whole thing, you know, the he's doing some music and now he's got to send it to the producers. It's so nice that they're giving me freedom with this. Like this is really some shit that we people are getting paid a ton of money to do. And they're letting me put in my two cents with it because it's my project, which is amazing. And my brother is doing the music. Um, and we were drinking some Johnny Blue when we were done talking. And uh, I got to tell you, that's the stuff. People are always like, is it really that good? Is, is a Cuban cigar really that much better? Yes, you get what you pay for. It really is. Johnny Blue, is the blend really as good? Because I heard, I heard, it's, yeah, you heard from assholes who can't afford it. That's what you heard. Okay, you heard from somebody that doesn't want to spend $38 on a drink. So they get something cheaper. Instead, they spend $38 on the bottle and they said it's just as good. That's typical. One of the greatest lines in the movie Boiler Room by Ben Affleck, who I don't like anymore. I, I, not that I don't like him, but I have an issue with him. I'd have to talk to him and be like, Ben, I know what you did. Uh, I'll tell you guys again real quick the Ben Affleck story that I have. But um, he said something in Boiler Room. He said, anybody who says money is the road of all evil doesn't fucking have any. Um, real quick, I'll end with this. I was at a party. And there's no doubt in my mind, and I confirmed it, and I told you, so I apologize for being repetitive if you guys heard the story, but I was at an after party. I know we have new listeners. They could hear it. Uh, I was at an after party of my buddy's movie, and I was at an after-after party with a bunch of people, and Ben Affleck was there, and I had my Yankee cap on. I was not expecting to go to this. I was in the city. I don't know if I was doing a show. You know, I was dressed normal, but I just had a Yankee cap on. You know, jeans, maybe a sweater or a button-down. You know, nice sneakers, of course, because, you know, my foot game is nice. And then I had the hat. And uh, who bumps me, bumped me, significantly bumped me. And uh, and kept walking past me and didn't say excuse me. Now, uh, everybody knows that when you bump somebody, you have manners. I knew he knew what he did. And I said before that I knew he did it because I had a Yankee hat on. And sure enough, uh, it's been confirmed to me that he can't stand people in Yankee hats, even to the point where he was on a movie set. There was a Yankee hat that he saw somewhere in the distance. He stopped the shoot and said, hey, hey, hey. And there's no doubt in my mind that he did that. And I swear to this day. And one day, who knows, if I ever get in a room with him and if I'm ever drinking or feeling good, I'm going to just tell him. I'll be like, look, dude, you know, I'm a fan of some of your work. I really am. But you bumped me with a Yankee hat on and I don't care if you like me or not. I'm going to do it. I will do that, too. If that happens, again, I'm going to just tell him, be like, dude, you got to tell me. I just got to know. I will like you more if you're like, yeah, I didn't like you. I saw you with a Yankee hat. I bumped you. You know, even if he didn't remember, he's not going to remember the incident. I'll be like, dude, do you bump into people with Yankee hats? Like, do you hate them that much? Because you did that to me, and I think that's why you didn't say excuse me. And I know that sounds nuts, but I know that that's what happened. Uh, All right. Anyway, I'm going to do some plugs. September 29th. Oh, by the way, I just got added to you, for you people that are going to be in Canada. Toronto. I'm coming to Canada. September 22nd and September 23rd, I'm opening. 
from my boy Bill Burr. We do not do it anymore, except on very specific occasions. And he hit me up and said, hey, I'm going to be in Canada. Do you want to be there for a couple of days? I looked at the schedule and it worked out. So I will be with Bill Burr in Toronto, September 22nd and September 23rd. I will be doing a four-person show at the Borgata, September 29th, with my buddy Giannis Pappas, uh, comedian Matt Broussard, and I don't know who the other person is. I don't know if they got Damian Lemon or whatever, but uh, you can check that out. Borgata, Atlantic City, September 29th. Check it out. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, there you have it, guys. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed this version of the Verzi. This is a special one for me because, like, I'm not a virgin anymore when when it comes to my butthole because uh, my doctor. Anyway, my daughter just walked in the room. Okay, we're going to end the the, uh, the show with that. And um, that's it. I know. Hey, Soph, that was a weird thing to walk in. Anyway, um, I... I almost said, I love you to her, and then it looked like I was saying it to you. I love everybody. I love my daughter first, and then TVE. Thank you guys so much. This has been 322. Until uh, next episode, unless do you want to say something real quick? You want to talk for a couple? You want to say something? You want to say? Oh, wait a minute. Can I interview? Yeah, I'm going to give you a quick interview because it was your first day of You had, yeah, sit, sit on my lap. Okay, everybody. My daughter, Sophia Aaron Verzi, uh, had her third day of school today. Her first day was on Wednesday. She was a big girl. She went on the big bus with her brother. And uh, that was a nice day. It was a nice morning, right? Yeah. Your grandmother, Cakes, was here. My mother-in-law was here. She got to see them go off on the bus. Um, leave that, baby. And uh, it was... Sophie was so excited. She was smiling ear to ear. Some kids cry. Not this kid. This My wife said this kid was walking around the hallways like she was a fifth grader at, like, orientation. And she's been crushing it. So tell us, as a first time kindergarten student ever okay you get half days the first week but tell me what it was like from the bus to the whole day has it been fun what has it been like it's been really fun i liked it okay how was the bus with your brother did your brother make sure you were taken care of yes my favorite part about it is talking with my friends your favorite part about it was talking with your friends Do you have new friends now yeah two are they good friends yeah all right, so you have two good friends. Um, and what, what about this teacher? Do you like her? Yeah, she's really nice. Okay, and what do you guys do the first day, like a couple of days of, of kindergarten? I really forgot. I don't really know what we do every day. Okay, but you kind of sit around and hang out? Yeah. Do you get snacks? Yeah. Do you guys like do reading at all? No, not really. Oh, so it's nice. You just get snacks and you lay around? Yeah. That sounds incredible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So your first three days were a success. And um, do you get to see your brother in the hallways at all or no? Kind of. Most most not. Most not, but sometimes you do? Yeah. All right. So you're very happy with kindergarten and you're happy to go on the bus. You said the bus is your favorite part? Yeah. Okay, well, that's it, everybody. There you go. That's from a first time, and this girl has only spent nine hours in kindergarten, and it seems like it's going good. Thank you so much. First week of... Oh, three hours a day. Yeah. Um, yep, she likes to correct me just like her mother. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so there you have it. First week of school for the kids. First week of football. We are back. We are in, we're in the fall, baby. We are in the fall. Hope everybody's doing good. I will talk to everybody on 3-23. Take care. Oh, check out, get your powder. Get your chassis. Chassis for men. Okay? No chafing, no odor, no sweat. Stay dry, all that. Man care for down there. See you living dog. Check out Coach Mike, allthingscomedy.com. Take care. I'll talk to you guys soon.